1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is May 28th, it's 2021, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend?
2: Not too bad. I went all in on the Diamondbacks today. I thought I was drawing dead. And I think I, I think I made it to the mincash based off one inning.
1: Mincash is where, where it's at.
2: Yeah, nothing wrong with a good min cash. <laughs>
1: um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor, SuperDraft.com. Love what they're doing over there. Appreciate them supporting the podcast um, each and every day, making sure that it is free for you guys to listen to. Sign up using promo code GRINDERS at SuperDraft.com for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500. So take advantage of that. It's free money. It's hard to get free money nowadays, especially in DFS uh, with rake and everything being so high. So make sure you guys are giving them some love over there. Um, Grant, let's jump in. We have a lot of weather on this slate. Kevin Roth is going to be super busy today. We're going to break down every game. Like, they're all going to play. And then, you know, obviously, like, this game, Washington, the Mets, Red Sox, Cleveland, Detroit, chicago white Sox. all of these games have weather issues so we're gonna break them down like they're gonna be good to go make sure you're paying attention to kevin roth and the weather report today and i'm pretty sure crunch time is free because it's big brain friday so um you know if you're wanting to follow the weather all the way up to lock big brain big brain fridays and crunch time will be free today so there you go all right uh well, Milwaukee at Washington is where we start It's Anderson against Lester in this one. Uh, I was looking to see if there was a lineup for this game yet it's nine nine and a half um, and Ooh. Washington is a 115 favorite currently so um any interest here in Brett Anderson?
2: Neither, no interest in either pitcher, right? Both of our low strikeout pitchers that are not great.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I just, this isn't a spot that I'm going to play pitching. Um, I mean, you know, especially like John Lester on the other side, I've been picking on Milwaukee all season, but Lester's just not a guy that's going to go out and rack up 10 strikeouts against a bad offense. Um He might have a decent game here, but he's 8,100 and... I mean, he just hasn't been great. So, um, I'm gonna pass on Lester here. Let's talk about the bats. Um, any interest here in Milwaukee?
2: I mean, the righties, the righties are fine. I mean, Garcia's 3.1 K, Kane's 3.1 K, Adamas, if he gets another good batting spot in the lineup, he's 3.2 K. Yelich is fine, as one off at 4.7 K. Um, but like Lester is still pretty. Decent pitcher versus lefties. Not good, not good by any means, but just a decent pitcher. So, I mean, you can throw a lefties in the stack, but you probably want to go pretty righty heavy. And Garcia, Domus, and Pena, if he's in the lineup, Kane are, are, are the top options. So, it makes a pretty cheap stack. I and mean, like I said, it's a nine and a half total in this game. Brewers line is going to be close to 4.8, I think. Um, so, it's a solid spot for hitting because Luster is not a good pitcher. But this is such a lefty-heavy lineup that, I mean, depending on what line events are coming out, could only have a few bats that really have interest. in. so wait and see what the line is. But if it's righty-heavy, like, you can go Kane Garcia regardless and Adamas regardless. But here, Pena may be in play if they're in the lineup. But I would probably stay away from the lefties if they, for some reason, throw Vogelbach and Wong batting near the top. Like, the only lefty I really have interest in is Yelich.
1: Yeah, if if you're stacking Milwaukee here, you got to play Yelich, I think. Um, On the Washington side of things, I mean, Anderson is a pitch-to-contact, try-to-generate-ground-balls type of pitcher. And unfortunately, like, the Washington hitters, you know, they're a bunch of ground-ball hitters. So, um, not a great spot for Washington. I think if you're playing really anybody here, it's probably Harrison. I mean, Zimmerman's not bad. Turner's not bad. But I I just – I think that this might be a trap spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, the total is going to get a lot of people on them, and the price tags may keep some people away. I mean, Harrison stands out as a good player regardless. I like Castro regardless. Um, obviously not a huge fly ball guy, but he's 3.6K, solid all overall hitter that I don't mind using. Um, but Turner is, like, a little bit too expensive. You're not getting a ton of upside. Although he is solid, he can steal a few bases. Soto, lefty, lefty, not really something we want to do. I mean, Anderson has a little bit reverse splits over the last year and a half, but not a huge sample size. You look back further, and he's still pretty decent versus lefties. So I I yeah. Harrison, Castro, maybe Zimmerman would be the main three guys that I would really think about. But outside of that, I'm kind of just off this lineup, especially if it's gonna draw some ownership.
1: Yeah. Um Again, I think Harrison's super interesting. Going to the next game, we got uh, Atlanta at New York facing the Mets. Ian Anderson against Tajon Walker. This game's currently sitting at a six and a half total. Atlanta is a 140 favorite. I mean, the Mets, their lineup is really banged up right now. I know like Pete Alonzo is getting closer, but I still don't think he's like going to play here. So I mean, Ian Anderson's 9,700, but he's he's a guy that I really like on
2: the slate. Yeah, I definitely don't mind him. I mean, the real problem is that uh, Garrett Cole's on the slate, and there's potential weather near, here, but it's going to be 54 degrees up in New York, like weather concerns. If it plays and Roth gives it the okay, then I'm fully fine with Ian Anderson. I mean, this Mets lineup is not very good. Obviously, without Alonzo and a lot of the bats in there, it's just kind of a minor league lineup. So Ian Anderson is probably one of the top spend ups on the slate. He's not anywhere near level with Cole, but he's also $1,500 cheaper. Draws a good matchup. I have no problem playing with him. I mean, walks are a little bit of a concern, but not a ton of a concern in this lineup outside of VR and Lindor. After that, it's just mostly low walk guys. So I'm fully on board for Anderson. I just rather pay it for Cole.
1: Yeah, but if everybody's doing that, that's where Ian Anderson becomes even more interesting. Um, So the matchup is good for Ian Anderson. He has, you know, high, high ceiling in this spot with these guys so banged up right now. So Anderson's a guy with a 28% K rate since the start of last season. This lineup, I mean, it's a triple A lineup outside of like Lindor and Dom Smith. You know, this is a really bad lineup. So Anderson, ton of upside. Tajon Walker coming back from the IL in this spot. He's 9,100. I mean, he was only on the IL for about 10 days. He was pitching really solid before he got hurt. I mean, any interest here?
2: Not really. I mean, his underlying numbers really aren't as good as his overall numbers. He's got sitting at a 4.7 XFIP on the season, slightly above average K guy. Still gives up a lot of walks. Doesn't get a ton of ground balls. Like this is not an easy lineup. He's priced at nine point one K. I get that the total in this game is really low, and the weather is solid. The ballpark's solid. Everything got in points towards him being an all right play, except for I just think he's due with for a lot of negative regression. So I've been fading for a while. It hasn't worked out great for most of the season. I'm going to continue to do so. May end up biting me, but. You know, I, I just don't think he's as good as his numbers show right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't pay 9100 for a guy coming off the 10-day DL or IL, whatever they change it to, um, and, and feel comfortable about it. So, that for me, like, this is a spot that I'm just going to stay away from Walker. And if the weather becomes a thing, too, you really don't have to worry about it.
2: Um, any interest here in the Atlanta Bats? Not really. This game is a six-and-a-half total. I mean – I'm fine with the stack, but it's a 12-game slate. I don't think that it's worth going up. I mean, Walker has been pitched well, but he's due for some negative regression. Still, I don't think it's a great spot, especially considering everyone you want to play in this lineup is a 5K or more. Like, six one, Freeman's 5'5", Albies is 5K. To me, um, it's just a little bit too expensive, even – Going up against Walker, who's been mediocre, it's still not a good line.
1: I mean, yeah, you can always play Acuna and Freeman and Albie's. Um, you know, Ozuna's out, so we'll have to kind of see what the lineup looks like. But I, I think Atlanta is obviously always a team that you can stack. Not the greatest ballpark, weather might play a factor here. Uh, as far as the Mets go, I mean, I'm out. Uh, this lineup's terrible.
2: Yeah, it's 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 awful. It's just bad.
1: Yeah, it's I mean that, that sums it up. We move on to Miami at Boston. We got Perez against Poteet. Um I had to I had to look up and make sure that's really like his
2: name. Um but it is. It's Poteet. I don't know if it had the Poteet accent.
1: It's Um, That's what he's always going to be to me. I don't care how many people tweet me and tell me I said it wrong. Uh, this game has a nine total. Boston's a 155 favorite. Um, any interest here in Cody Petit? Poteet? Uh, Poteet?
2: <laughs> I like saying uh, his really. name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Uh, yeah, Um. so it's a, against Boston now. Like Poteet, he's pitched pretty darn well this season. His... Walk numbers, I'm pretty sure certain are going to regress a little bit. I mean, sitting at a four three percent walk rate on the season, I don't think that stays. I think he's due for some negative regression there. He doesn't really have the, those walk numbers in the minors, so that's going to go down. Overall, he's still giving up a pretty large amount of ground or fly balls. I don't think that's going to fly over in Boston. It's a solid hitting ballpark. If the weather holds up, then I've I've no I have no interest potete regardless
1: i mean yeah this guy has a one era and a four sierra um yeah he currently has a, a babbitt under 200 and you know just kind of looking at everything in general i don't think this is a great spot um it's not like this is a big time prospect he's top 25 in the marlins organization but it's not a big fastball it's a good change up it's a good slider it's decent command i mean Not big strikeout stuff um, at really the double A or triple A level from what we've seen. So I'm probably not going to play Cody Petit here. And then on the other side we got Perez. I mean, Martin Perez is 8700. I know he's put up a couple games over 20 here recently, but 8700. I know it's Miami, but this price seems like it's a little rich.
2: I I mean, he, he first of all he doesn't go up to 100 pitches. Second of all, his underlying numbers are drastically worse than his overall numbers. It's an easy match, but I get that. Like, Miami's a pretty salt match, but the bottom of the order is not good. I want to use Perrette. As so if he was 7K, yeah, he'd be in play. But 8K for a guy with a 22% K rate, above average walk rate, and a below average we- uh, XFIP, is not a guy I want to pay that much for.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying for Perez in the spot. I mean, I I could see roads to him pitching well. Um, the bottom of the Marlins lineup is pretty bad. Um, I mean, if he's if he's low owned, maybe you take a shot. But it's the Marlins. You hardly ever get a pitcher against the Marlins that is low owned. Um, so I doubt that's going to be the case. Uh, Any interest here in the Marlins bats?
2: Not really. Perez is a decent overall pitcher, like not an extreme strikeout pitcher, not a big walk pitcher, but outside of Marte, Agar, Cooper, Duvall, like the bottom of the lineup is not great. So I'm not expecting this to go too well for them. 50 degrees in Fenway. Like you can use it as like a very low on stack, but they're not even that cheap, the bats you want to get in there. So I'm out on the Marlins.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Marte is going to be back, so if you want to go Marte, Aguilar, Cooper, Duvall, and just play the four righties at the top of the order, I wouldn't talk you off of that. Um, I mean, like, Cooper is a little banged up right now, so we don't even know if he's going to be in the lineup or not, because it's been a day or so, but, um, yeah, I, I think that would be the way that I would approach the Marlins, and then as far as Boston goes, I mean, I do expect uh, Petite to kind of regress, so I think the Red Sox stack is very much in play here.
2: Yep, right there with you. I think that they're all solid plays. Like Verdugo's three point six k, Hernandez is three point nine k, JD's JD Bogarts, Devers, solid hitters, obviously. Like Renfro's three point three k, Dahlbeck's two point six. I mean, this is the Red Sox. It's pretty much anytime they're in Fenway, going up against a below average pitcher, which Petite is. You, you just kind of hammer them, but a lot of the price tags are bad, and then it'll still allows you to pay up for those high price bats.
1: Uh, moving on, we got Toronto at Cleveland in this one, Ryu against Morgan. This game's currently sitting at eight total. is a 164 favorite. Um, any interest here in Ryu?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rio's 8.4K. He's got solid numbers so far this season. He's strung together a few decent outings in a row, got up over 100 pitches in his last one, got to 100 the one before that. I think Rio could end up being pretty chalky on this slate. Cleveland's not a great, great lineup to go against, but Rosario might not be in there, which is a low-K bat. And the bottom of the lineup's real bad. So this is... He's probably grading out as potentially the top point per dollar pitcher on the slate. Um, and I have no problem using him exceptionally with how late he's been going into the games.
1: Yeah, I definitely you know. don't mind. Yeah, I was yawning. Um, I definitely don't mind Ryu in this spot, 8400. I think he's definitely in play, not a bad matchup. Um, should pitch well here, Eli Morgan. Making his uh, major league debut here, so every all the scouting reports I read on Eli Morgan is really above average changeup, below average command, curveball, slider, and fastball. Um, so if maybe if he develops something with his above average changeup, he would be good. He's forty six hundred. It is a twelve game slate. I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on Eli Morgan here.
2: Yeah, this is this is not the. I mean. We'll see what the lineup is coming out, but obviously good changeup guy. He could potentially do well against a lefty dominant lineup, but he's going to have to go up against Simeon, Bichette, Vlad, Teoscar, Grichick, Gary Like this is not a good lineup to face if you're predominantly a changeup guy. So I think he's going to struggle here. I do like using guys that are super cheap, but this is not the matchup where I want to use them. If it was most other teams in the league or any even remotely lefty heavy lineup, I'd probably change my tune. But against the Blue Jays, I've, I have no interest in him.
1: All right, let's talk bats. I mean, I think Toronto's a stack you're definitely looking out here. Um, really, all of them. Hernandez, Gritchik, Bichette, Vlad. I think Marcus Simeon's a little pricey, but... I mean, he's probably one of the better second baseman plays on the slate.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty much in for all the righties. Like, all of the righties are fantastic plays here. I'm a little bit worried about the weather. It's 55 degrees. We'll see where that ends up tomorrow, and that would be – and the wind might be blowing in pretty fast. So, weather is something to watch out for. Let's see what Roth has to say, see what Weather Edge has to say. But just talking about purely how they profile versus Morgan – Anytime you can get a patient team that can hammer the ball going up against a guy making his first major league start, it's a perfect spot for them for him to get into a ton of trouble. Like, if the weather's decent tomorrow, they might be my favorite stack on the entire slate.
1: Um, what about Cleveland? Any inter- ish interest in them?
2: Uh, no, Rio just doesn't really blow up. He doesn't really give up a ton of home runs just no he's he's a solid solid pitcher
1: um yeah I'm kind of with you New York at Detroit Garrett Cole Casey Miz this game is currently sitting at a seven total and the Yankees are minus 250 uh favorite uh Garrett Cole Detroit I mean what more needs to be said
2: nothing it's the potentially best pitcher in the league going up against the worst offense in the league and he's only eleven point two k. He's still way underpriced. He's the top play on the slate. Decent chance I go one hundred percent on him.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, like the only the only reason you're playing like Anderson or some of these other guys in this range is if you're just paying her for two SPs. Because Garrett Cole is facing Detroit. <laughs> like the weather. If the weather is bad, that might be the only reason we don't play Garrett Cole here.
2: I kind of hope that it's bad, but Roth gives us the okay because then I'm just hammering it.
1: Um, Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm not playing Casey Miz against the Yankees. Samesies. Samesies. You've been drinking too many white clubs, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Yankees-Bats. Uh, any interest here in the Yankees-Bats
2: uh, kind of all of them. I mean, it's just a solid overall stack spot. The guys that mostly profile well are the fly ball guys, um, but no one's really that extreme, like small sample size on the season, but guys like Ford, Odor, looking back to last season, um, Odor, Ford, Torres, Hasegawa, if he's in there, um, all guys that are, Grading out well and predominantly underpriced. So, everyone won through that because obviously you're going to throw in Judge, you're going to throw in Lemay, you're going to throw in Torres, Ursula. So, pretty much every single hitter in the entire lineup is in play versus Miz, who's not a great pitcher, predominantly bad versus lefties and bad bullpen behind him. So, yeah, play the Yankees.
1: I have zero interest in the Detroit Bats.
2: Yeah, you and everyone else.
1: Uh, Baltimore at Chicago taking on the White Sox. We got Matt Harvey against Dallas Keuchel. This game's currently at a nine total. White Sox, a 230 favorite. Um, any interest here in Matt Harvey?
2: Uh, no. He's not very good, and the White Sox are very good.
1: I mean, yeah. kind of, Kind of sums it up. I mean, they're a big favorite for a reason. Um, I don't really love Dallas Keuchel here. I mean, he's going to have a game or two where he puts up like 20-plus, but, I mean, he's more of a just kind of get-outs type of guy right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, any given time, he can go six innings. He can allow zero runs, and he can just kind of cruise their lineup. And the Baltimore lineup is really not great, but he's not going to get you more than like four K's in a given lineup. So then you're just at the whim of Babbitt, which I mean, Baltimore still may struggle in a given scenario, but I don't want to play a 12% K rate guy on a 12 game slate because you're getting no ceiling with him unless he somehow pitches a shutout, which is still pretty unlikely, even up against Baltimore.
1: I'm not playing Keiko. Um, any interest in the Baltimore Bats? None. I mean,
2: he's a solid real-life pitcher. He's just not a great fantasy pitcher.
1: I mean, yeah, the guy you'd probably want to play here is Mancini and he's kind of banged up right now. Um, he got hit by, a, like, wasn't it like a 96 mile hour fastball or something like right in the elbow? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah that I don't hurts. think he's in
2: line. Yeah.
1: I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been hit by a 90 mile hour fastball, but it hurts. Um a lot. The bruise the next day is cool-looking, usually, though. Um, White Sox-Bats, I mean, they're going to be pretty popular here. If Anderson and Ye- and Eaton are out, we could get some you know cheaper White Sox part of the stacks, too. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the White Sox?
2: I mean, Moncada and grandall are probably my two favorite. Harvey's somehow figured out how to get pretty decent ground balls to righties. So, those two guys... The lefties immediately stand out. And then the righties, I'll play almost anyone. The the worry here is it's 40, probably going to be 49 degrees tomorrow. Possible rain, possible wind. So it's not really great hitting conditions. Again, wait and see on Roth. But the lefties are the ones I would mostly go after. Um, and then always you can play Abreu. You can play Tim Anderson. You can play Mercedes. All those guys very much in play. And the, they always – White Sox always have a few cheap ads. But – if the weather isn't looking good, it's going to be a little bit tough to play them.
1: San Diego at Houston. We got Lamet against Valdez in this one. Um, game's currently sitting at eight and a half total. It's really close to a pick'em game, so we're just going to call it a pick'em game. Um, any interest here in Lamet?
2: No, he's only. I, I can't trust him to go over three innings. It's it's just that simple.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't expect neither one of these pitchers to kind of go deep into this game. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of the bullpen on both sides of this game. Valdez coming off of the IL making, I think his first start of the season. Um, I don't really know what to expect pitch count wise from him, but I mean, maybe he sees like 80, but I'd, I would be shocked if he throws that many.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't expect him to go more than four innings. Um if he goes five, that's fine. I'm still not going to end up using him. I'd rather just go with Rayu. Ryu. Uh, it's just not a spot where I can use Valdez, but I'm not sure I want to use too many of the San Diego hitters. Like, I'm always on board for a full stack of San Diego. I mean, they're just so talented, especially with Machado's back in the lineup. Tatis, Machado, Fam is always cheap. Hosmer, Myers, like, all solid bats. It's just Valdez is a solid real-life pitcher. I know that Houston doesn't have a great bullpen behind him right now, but Valdez is just good. And maybe he, maybe he has some struggles coming back from the IL. Like who knows? So his stack's always in play, but one off hitter is like, no one's really standing out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I could see playing bats in this game overall, but I mean, I, the guys I want to play are all over 5k like Tatis Bregman would probably be my two favorites from this game. And they're just so expensive. Um, I mean, if Alvarez is back in the lineup, maybe Brantley's kind of banged up. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of guys banged up both sides here. Machado's still banged up too. So, um, it's tough to say.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, anything else? Did you have any thoughts on the Houston side?
2: Uh, not really. Like, Lament solid overall pitcher, just he's not going to go long enough in the game. Bullpen behind him is not bad. Everyone's priced 5k or above, pretty much, or 4.9k or above. Just doesn't grade out as a good spot for eating. So I'm, I'm kind of out on the Houston bats.
1: Kansas City at Minnesota. We got Chris Bubick against Davinek in this game. This games in an eight and a half total Minnesota's a one forty five favorite um any interest here in Chris Bubbock?
2: No, no, he's just low average strikeout pitcher low average pitcher struggled with control for so far this year, and Minnesota' one of the better hitting lineups in the majors, so no interest in him.
1: It's really great to play him like back to back starts against Detroit and Milwaukee, but I'm out. And then on the other side, Dominic, he's like a dude that has a like a 15% K rate. He just doesn't strike people out. He really tries to get ground balls and kind of pitches to like contact here. So no real ceiling. I mean, he's not a guy that typically gives up like a bunch of home runs or anything. But I mean, this is a spot I'm going to stay away from him.
2: Uh, I might actually end up using him. So... He got up to 93 pitches in the last outing, so I know he can go a little bit later in the game. He's obviously not a big strikeout pitcher, but there's Soler, there's Perez, there's Mondesi, there's Taylor probably in the lineup. So it's a solid overall uh, strikeout lineup, and he's not that far away from league average. I mean, it's not great. You're not going to get a huge score out of him, but he's sitting at 5.8K. I want to pay up 100% for Cole, so if it were a different slate, I'd probably have no interest in him, but just because there are high price bats I want to pay for, and I want to lock in Cole. Dobnek becomes my de facto SP2 in a lot of lineups just because there's no one else that's cheap that I have any, any remote interest in, and he's a solid thousand under the next closest guy that I would think about using. So Dobnek, because of the matchup, because of his price tag, and because of the fact that I now know he can go up to 90 pitches, I... We'll probably end up with a decent amount of them tomorrow.
1: All right. Um, I'm never going to talk you off of a pitcher facing Kansas City. I just, I can't personally do it. Um, what are your thoughts on the Kansas City Bats?
2: I mean, Santana, Soler, only two guys that I really think about as one offs. If Dobnek's going to be chalky, which I don't expect him to be. You can think about a stack just because Dobnek can have some struggles, but guy gets a lot of ground balls. So I'm only targeting fly ball hitters against him with some power. And that would be Soler and Santana. And that's really it.
1: Um and then I mean the Minnesota bats, depending on the lineup, um, you know, definitely sets up as one of the better stacks on the slate.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, Dobnek's not a great pitcher does get a decent amount of ground balls, but Minnesota's filled with fly ball hitters. I mean, you've got Cruz, you've got Garver, you got Sano, you got Polanco. Like It's he, it's a pretty solid overall lineup. And going up against Bubik, I don't see him being able to strike out many guys, and I don't see him being able to get many outs with all the hard contact that they're going to have. So guys that I would immediately go, off, go with are going to be Sano going up against a low strikeout pitcher. Cruz going up against a pitcher that doesn't profile well against him. Donaldson and Polanco probably. But I, I'm I'm willing to use anyone in this entire lineup outside of maybe Simmons unless I really need to save some money and just need to round out my stack. But Dobneck's not a solid overall pitcher, and this is a bad spot for a ground ball pitcher.
1: Bubich. I just like calling him Bubich. Um, moving on. We got Oviedo and Bumgarner facing off St. Louis at Arizona in this one. Um, This game's currently sitting at a nine total. Arizona's a slight favorite. Um, Any interest here in Oviedo?
2: No, no. The dome's going to be open. He's going to struggle against this team.
1: Yeah, I don't really have any interest. Um, I mean, Bumgarner, I'm probably going to pass him Bumgarner. He's actually been pretty bad against righty since the start of last season. And I know he's had a couple, you know, really decent outings this season. But I think this is a spot that, like, he could, like, get blown up.
2: Yeah, I'm going to full-on stay away from him. Um, I seem to get him wrong pretty much every single time. But I'm still, like, I'm still really not high on him. Again, the underlying numbers are quite a bit worse than his actual numbers. And he started to see some regression. Granted, it was against the Dodgers in in Colorado – um but he's overall like had a pretty decent schedule so far this season he just had that one no hitter and outside of that he hasn't really done great against good teams so i i i will not be playing him
1: yeah i'm i'm with you i just i actually kind of like the cardinals here like you said the roof's gonna be open for this game i mean goldie arenado o'neill molina I mean, even if you want to go with the switch hitting guys up at the top with Carlson and Edmund, I, I think I think the Cardinals are like a stack that like can put up two runs or they can like full on just win you a slate.
2: Yeah, I'm no, right there with you. I mean, the righties in this lineup profile, fantastic against them. Like Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arnado, Molina, O'Neal, I'll I'll play all of them. The Dumb's going to be up and it's supposed to be like 95 degrees tomorrow in uh, – phoenix so this is just a perfect spot for hitting and Bumgarner is due for some negative regression he's given up a ton of fly balls since the beginning of last season given up a good amount of hard contact given up tons of hard contact and fly balls to righty specifically and hasn't struck him out at the same rate he's for granted been better at striking out pitchers this or hitters this year especially righties but i don't care like i'm still willing to take the power bats and o'neill and carlson and just a solid overall bats and Goldschmidt, molina arenado so this is this is just a good overall spot and i think people might be a little too high on bumgarner and might not stack against him
1: i hope that's the case um i don't think it will be the case but i, I hope that's the case um uh, bats out uh, arizona bats uh, any interest in them
2: yeah, I know that I think they might be my favorite stack on the slate. Um like with them healthy with Marte back in the lineup, they're a solid overall lineup and it's a good matchup. Like Johan is not a good pitcher. He walks a ton of guys. He does not strike guys out. He does get a decent amount of ground balls, but I don't really care. Like this is a solid overall spot and I expect them to put up a ton of runs again. I'm a huge fan of the dome being opened and hot weather, so this is just a perfect spot for them.
1: All right, moving on, we got the Angels at Oakland. It's um, Otani, assuming that the team bus does not get stuck in traffic again, and Sean Manaya facing off in this one. This game has an eight total. Oakland is a 150 favorites. Um, any interest here in Otani?
2: He's always in play for tournaments. Like, I think he was one of my favorite tournament pitchers Thursday. He'll probably be one of my favorite tournament pitchers Friday. He's got 33% K rate on the season. This is a decent strikeout lineup. Like, he strikes out right. He's had a pretty huge clip, so kind of wait and see what the lineup is. But I think regardless, he's in play. Like, Otani can put up a massive outing if he has control. It's that simple.
1: All right. Um... I mean, yeah, I definitely don't mind him in this spot. I, I really like Sean Maniah here. Like, if we are struggling for pitching, if all these, like, early games really do have, like, a ton of weather concerns, I think Sean Maniah against this, like, super banged-up Angels lineup is, like, very, very in play here.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, without trapping being in there, it's a pretty – it's a lot easier of a lineup. And, I mean, it's a decent strikeout lineup, whereas normally healthy, they're – low league average he's been solid over this season striking out guys at above average clip low lower xFIP than he has had in the past doesn't walk guys and it's just a bad overall lineup so yeah i'm i'm fully on board with him i don't think i like him as much as i like ryu um but he's definitely a guy that i'll have a few sprinkle of a sprinkle of in a few of my lineups
1: Um, man, I don't love the angels here. I was just kind of looking overall at this lineup, and I'm just like, this is one of the reasons I like Sean Maniah.
2: Yeah, no, it's not a great ballpark, it's not a great lineup. I mean, the only guy I would really consider is like Upton at 3.3k or Rendon at 4.3k. Like, I'm not playing Walsh and Lefty Lefty at 4.4k, I'm not playing Rojas at three in the Lefty Lefty matchup. like this team is always tough to stack, especially when you have no ability to throw Otani into your lineup. And it's going to be the same thing today. So I'm I'm kind of out on the Angels.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And then as far as like Oakland goes, I mean, any of the power bats I think are fine. Otani gets wild from time to time, and you can get some base runners on and hit a home run or two. Um, I, I don't hate the power bats, but I'm not going crazy with this game.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the only one – I would really consider too much is probably going to be Olsen, extreme fly ball hitter that Otani doesn't strike out lefties at nearly the same clip as he does righties. So yeah, it's really just Olsen for me.
1: All right, we're moving on. We got San Francisco going up against the Dodgers. Um, Desclafani against Walker Bueller in this game. I didn't see a total. Oh, it's come out. It's seven and a half. And the and the Dodgers are 180 favorite. Um, any interest here in Desclafani? You
2: can call him Disco too. Um, yeah, he's 6.9k. Nice. Um, he's been pitching pretty solid this season. Like he's a good overall pitcher. I know it's a tough matchup going up against the Dodgers. I know that's generally something you want to stay away from, and I tend to stay away from. But they're not unbeatable. Like this lineup isn't fully the same. Um, as they were last year with Bellinger, not in the year right now. So I don't mind it. Um, he's been a 24% K-rate guy this season. He's had solid control. He gets ground ball, ground balls. He's not supposed to be too hot over in L.A., but yeah, mostly he's just cheap enough where, like, if I need the money and I don't want to play Dobmac, then I'll go with Disco Stew.
1: All right. Um, I mean, the Dodgers lineup is not like a normal Dodgers lineup right now. They're dealing with a a lot of injuries. Um, And they're, you know, it's still, the top of the order is still really good, but the bottom of the order is eh. Bueller on the other side, he's 10 4. I mean, this is another one of those scenarios. Like, if we lose Cole, if we lose Anderson, um, you know, that's where a lot of people are going to turn is to Walker Bueller.
2: Yeah, I think i go with Bueller over Anderson. But, yeah, if Cole's not on the slate, then I'll go pretty heavy on Buehler. 10.4K, um, he's put up a lot of solid outings. He started off the year with a lower strikeout rate. But it's had over 20 in each of his last four games. Um, just, like, outside of one matchup, he's had only one block at most in any game so far this season. So the control's been there. K's are there. He's been getting up over 90 and occasionally up over 100 pitches pretty consistently. Like, he's just the best pitcher on the slate. If Garrett Cole gets rained out, Garrett Cole's looking fine. The weather's looking fine. I wouldn't bother with Bueller. I'd just go Cole every single time. But if not, then Bueller kind of becomes the de facto top spend up.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. I mean,. I think the Giants are really good, and I hate playing pitchers against them. But I agree with you. I think if we get some rainouts, I would rank Ian Anderson ahead of Bueller. But I completely understand it. Uh, any interest in the Giants bats?
2: No, just no.
1: I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like if you're going to play the Giants, you're stacking them and just hoping that Bueller has a bad game, and you know Dave Roberts gets them out of the game quick but I don't think that's going to happen as far as the Dodgers go. I mean, Betts, Muncy, Smith, Turner, Taylor, I mean, they're all in play. They're just really expensive.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much it. They're not cheap. That's that's it. I mean, Disco Sue's been a little bit more reverse splitsy as of late. Slider's just not hitting as well as it used to. Um, but overall, like, Turner's a little bit too cheap at 4.5K. Dodger stack's always in play, but it's mostly the top of the line that you really want to go with.
1: Texas at Seattle, we got Jordan Lyles against Justice Sheffield facing off in this one. This is a nine total. Seattle's a slight 115 favorite. Um, any interest here in Lyles?
2: Not really. I mean, below average pitcher and above average matchup. I still think I'm going to stay away. Like even at 5.3K, Got a 5.12 xFIP. He's got a 20% K rate. He walks guys. I just I I don't see any situation ever to play Lyles.
1: Yeah, and then like Sheffield on the other side. I mean, it is Texas. I yeah. don't think I can go there unless we get a lot of rainouts and this becomes like an eight game slate. But I mean, like he pitched against Texas earlier this season and scored five fantasy points and allowed two home runs and five runs on 10 hits.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd be a little bit more interested in if he wasn't 7.8K, but he's or 7.9K, but he's 7.9K. Like He's a 70% K rate guy, not great at anything, doesn't give too many ground balls. Like I get it's a match versus Texas, but I, I still have no interest in him.
1: All right, uh, Texas Bats, what are you looking at here for the Rangers?
2: I mean, some of the hard-hitting righties are a little bit cheap. Solak, Garcia, Chris Davis is cheap. Um, But that's really I don't know if I want to go lefties. Sheffield hasn't been great towards lefties, but he hasn't been bad either. So this is kind of just like stack or fade for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Garcia is way too cheap at $3,500 lefty righty matchup. Dude has a two ninety six ISO um, against left-handed pitching. I mean, Gallo, Chris Davis with a K, like, you're getting a lot of power. Obviously, a lot of strikeouts, too, but you're getting a lot of power at really cheap prices. So, I mean, Texas kind of stands out to me here, just price-wise. And then on the Seattle side, I mean it's the same guys every day. It's it's Hanniger, it's Seeger, it's Klinik. Um, you know, three little three man stack. I wouldn't mind that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind full stacking either. I mean, you can throw Kyle Lewis in there, you can throw Ty France. Both of them are pretty darn cheap. You can throw in Tom Murphy if he makes a lineup, whoever's in there at catcher. Lyles is not a good overall pitcher. He's been giving up a two twenty-two ISO righty so far this season i think he could end up struggling here and i don't expect this stack to be too heavily owned so i don't mind a seattle stack but hanniger and seager are the two ones that really stand out
1: um yeah let's play the morning grind game and then um we'll get out of here under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got
2: i'm gonna go with descalfani
1: all right. Um, really hate all of these options today. I do. Um, God, man, it is so ugly in this range today. Give me. Oh man, give me Cody Pody. Yeah,
2: I thought you were gonna go with Otani.
1: Is Otani? Oh, he's seventy eight hundred. It always throws me off. Give me Otani. Yes.
2: There Sorry. We go. I figured that was easy.
1: <laughs> well, it, it threw me off cause it says out next to his name. So yeah. Over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bus today? Uh, I'll go with Walker. I'll go Madison Bumgarner. Over 4k to hit a home run. Who do you got?
2: I'm going to go with Eduardo Escobar.
1: All right. Not who I thought you were going to pick. Um, I'm gonna go with Vlad Guerrero Jr. under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got?
2: Haven Smith.
1: I'm gonna go Paul Goldschmidt. Same game. Stack to score six or more runs. Arizona. I'm gonna stay in the same game and go St. Louis. That, that means we like the would. we like the over in this game, right? Like that, that <laughs> is correct. I mean, it's currently sitting at nine. We both like the the teams here. Roof open, we think there's going to be runs, so um, yeah. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Uh, do we give our super draft play today?
1: We can,
2: uh, I'm just going to say Seattle stack Kyle Lewis is 1.75, clonic is 1.75, France is 1.65, and then you can always throw in Seeger or Hanniger at 1.3 and 1.35x.
1: Um, Let's see. I was trying to find somebody on the, on the go. Um, Sorry.
2: I wasn't, wasn't sure if we were doing it or not.
1: Well, I, I just totally forgot. Uh, Bo Bichette. There you go. 1.4 X. Give me a, I like it. Let's go. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. If you're playing NASCAR this weekend, make sure you head on over to the NASCAR package here at Roto grinders. Busy weekend. Coke 600, Huge $600 tournament over there on DraftKings. Uh, Always appreciate having you on, Grant. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. See you, kids.